Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. Back when American Made was the world standard for being the honest goods, Aaron Newberg became a master plumber and he bought himself an Ohio-made Kennedy toolbox. A quarter century later, in 1979, I apprenticed with Aaron and his son Lee. I rode with Aaron for two years and I learned all I could from him. I can still remember the smell of those cigars that he chewed. He encouraged me to become a master plumber myself, which I did, mostly to make him proud. When Aaron passed, Lee asked me to drive his truck and carry that Kennedy toolbox keep the business running. I was honored. It felt like carrying on his legacy. Aaron taught me to think long-term, to think relationally. Do things in a way that they're still your customer 20 years down the road. That's how you succeed, he said. I'm proud that Wyatt Works still has many of those same customers today. And I've still got a Kennedy toolbox more than 40 years later. I call it the Wyatt Works way. But in my mind, it's Aaron's way. And really, the American way. Consider it done at WyattWorks.com. License number 30185. Hey, welcome to uh, the Empire Builders Podcast. That's where we're at, right? I'm Dave Young. <laughs> That's uh, forever right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. As we're recording this, it's early in the morning. <laughs> Stephen has gone to the great trouble of researching empires and uh, people that built them and how they did it. And just before he hits record, he whispers in my ear the topic of the day. And all I have to do is show up and uh, and, and do this kind of stuff. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> you're, you're really doing so well this morning. <laughs> I'm st- look, I'm st- it's early. I'm still waiting for the meds to kick in. Uh, <laughs> I'm stalling because I'm trying to think of things that I know about the 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 empire that you uh, you told me. We're going to talk about TripAdvisor. Yes, sir. Big player in their space, man. They are, and and um. My my recollection is like they, they're sort of travel agency ish, but they're also just like big big search and ad and uh, like you just find them when you're going to a place and you want to know stuff about things before you hit the ground. And that's literally the inspirational idea for TripAdvisor. So TripAdvisor was founded by Steve Coffer in February of two thousand. And today they get like they get like 400 million visitors a month to the site. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. <laughs> it's it it it's you know pretty significant. But here's the interesting thing: the thing that really drives them, user review, was actually an afterthought when they started their business. It's not where it started. So Steve has got a major in computer science. In 1985, he graduates and he decides to start this software company. And he stayed there with a bunch of friends and he stayed there for 10 years. And he, he you know, worked at night. And, and in fact, what it was, he started off doing this productivity tool, which found errors in C code. And he grew it to 160 people and doing 18 million in sales. And then the market changed and it contracted. And by the time he sold it to CompuWare in 98, they were down to a dozen people. But it was a learning lesson for him because what he discovered when he reflected back on it is he had on these blinders. And the blinders was, as the business was contracting, he kept thinking, all I need to do is invest in new product. All I need to do is make this thing better and it'll work. What he was not connecting with was what did the customer actually want? 
how is the market changing too, right? Correct. Man, if you if you think that you're the rock and and you ignore the fact that the market is changing around you, you think you're doing something wrong. When yes, you just haven't opened your eyes. Yes, and and he believed that business failed because he had this complete product first focus. Product, product, product. Not looking at the market, not looking at the customer, and that shaped what happens next. So he basically walked out with nothing from that venture, and he goes on vacation in 1998. And he goes down to Mexico. He and his wife are going down there and he's planning the trip. So like, well, where mm. should we go? Well, how about Mexico? How about south of Cancun? They go into a travel agency. Remember, this is 1998. Goes into a travel agency. He's handed three brochures. There's one that's cheap. There's one that's average. There's one that's luxury. And the agent's like, hey, where do you want to stay? He says, let's do the cheap one. Wife asks, is it up to our standards? So he goes online to try to find out information. And there's basically low-res pictures and 1-800 numbers to make reservations. And what he wanted was, are there people who've loved it? Are there people who hate it? Are there candid photographs? Like taken by mm -hmm. people who actually visited. He knows a lot about technology, so he starts using negative keywords. Because what he discovered was all these sites were basically travel agent sites, right? So he uses negative keywords to find non-travel agent sites. And really what he finds are these precursors to travel blogs. So places where people put photos. Okay. And the first thing he noticed was there's big difference between the photos on these travel blog sites and the photos on the brochure. And in fact... Oh, isn't that the truth? Right, right. <laughs> and in fact, he goes, thank goodness we didn't go there, right? That they didn't choose the cheap one. They went to the other ones and had a great time. On his way home, his wife says to him, maybe you should start a company that makes this easier for others. He initially mm -hmm. says, yeah, no. <laughs> but it sits with him because what he realizes is, wait a minute, it's hard to find information. This is a bit of a mystery. And for a lot of people, this can be one of their big purchases is their travel. And around this time, Expedia launches, and what he sees is that travel as a category is the number three industry on the web. Okay. So he decides, you know what, I'm going to do this. And the first company name was not TripAdvisor. He had a far better name at first. What he decided is TripResearch.com. TripResearch.com. Right. Very. <sighs> yeah, exactly. And what he found for some reason, people were really not excited about this idea of doing research before a trip. Often descriptive names like that, right? Where we sell bigger, brighter diamonds.com, mm, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's okay. You can look at it and understand it, but there's nothing very intriguing or exciting about it. And I'm going back, you know, to, yeah. to this, the early days of the web compared to something like bluenile.com. Right. Yes. So he found people weren't excited about the name and then he landed on TripAdvisor because he wanted it to feel more like your friend your buddy will give you some advice on a trip. So that's why he landed on TripAdvisor. Can I point out one one other just weird benefit to that name versus what was it, Trip Research? Research? Yeah, you remember it so well. We've said it like five times. <laughs> TripAdvisor flows off the tongue because it's in iambic pentameter. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought da, about da, that. Da, da. Yeah. Da, 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 TripAdvisor. That's it. There you go. I hadn't even thought about and that. That makes things easy to remember. Awesome. Great mm. insight. Yeah. What he decides he wants to do is create this entire web for trip information, what to do, where to stay. And he felt it was all out there. 
And what he found was at that time, remember, you know, it's 2000. A lot of web guys are going up in the flames because they're buying eyeballs. They're just going oh, yeah. out and buying eye eyeballs. And the idea was mm -hmm. search this web. Here was his business model, the first business model. Search the web, find the information, sell this information to travel sites to create a better search experience on their site. Here's info so that they can then sell more trips. And clients would oh, wow. pay. And, and clients, his clients being the travel agencies, would pay per inquiry. So you'd have a little trip advisor sort of widget on your site per that when somebody's looking for Cancun. Exactly. Uh, there's all the reviews for Cancun. Exactly. Okay. He brought on some co-founders. They raised $1.2 million. And his wife was running a company at the time. And she had an office above a pizza place. And there was enough room for them. Because there was no intention for anything to be consumer facing. So what they did is they called everyone they could get a hold of in the travel space. And they went nine months with no sales. And finally, they got a hold of, of Yahoo. Remember Yahoo? Yeah, they're still around. They're still around. <laughs> and we forget they used to be the 900-pound gorilla in that space. They met with Yahoo, and Yahoo said, hey, we love this idea. But they realized that what Yahoo wanted to do was charge them for being part of <laughs> Yahoo. <laughs> they were getting on planes. They were doing meeting after meeting. And finally, they came across Lycos. And remember, Lycos used to also be a big search engine. Mm-hmm. And they got added to Lycos travel section. And they what they hoped was this would open the door to other clients. The idea was that this would bring more revenue to the Lycos site. And the deal they set up for Lycos was not what they originally wanted. What Lycos said to them is, hey, we'll do a revenue share on the ads on this page, on this travel page, right? Because okay. Lycos was running banner ads and things along that lines. And they were excited. Like Steve was excited, folks at Travelocity was excited. We've landed this great big customer. It's Lycos. We've got this revenue share. It's going to be really, really great. And then two events happen. One, it's September 2001. Oh, yeah. That, uh, but there's a dent in the travel industry. Yeah. So An iceberg. <laughs> right. So basically, the attack on the Twin Towers happens. And mm -hmm. for those who don't remember... Travel was canceled. When I say canceled, planes were not flying. I mean, within a couple hours, all the planes, all the planes were out of the sky. Yes. I lived near the airport in Toronto at that time, and it was weird. There were no planes in the sky. I lived in flyover country in, in the middle of western Nebraska, where it, it was just, you looked up and, and there's jet trails. Right. That's it. Yeah. The, the sky is littered with these stripes. And there were none. I know. It was Just weird. Just a big blue blank screen. Right. But their saving grace was that they figured was going to help them weather the storm was the check was going to be coming in from Lycos, the revenue share. Mm. So the check arrives and it is, drum roll please, $500. Sweet. For a quarter. I mean... <laughs> They could buy some pizza from his wife, I guess. <laughs> well, this was their point, is it didn't even cover the lunches that they periodically did. He thought there's no way possible. And what he discovered is that most of the ads on that site were house ads that were not charged. Oh, no. And there's a big problem. The industry is in complete disarray. So they went into this panic mode. Wait a minute. 
Are you saying that a lot of the ads we see on sites are the phony baloney vapor? That's another discussion. That's another discussion. <laughs> That's another discussion. But the point is, they're in now this panic mode. They need a new business model. Mm -hmm. The industry is in disarray. And here's what they finally decided at that point. They said, you know what? We need to make this site open to the public because people were mm. finding it. Even because when they started to look at it, they said, this is really crazy. We've made this site hidden and people were still finding it. Mm. So here's what they got thinking about. If you're a consumer on the site, you're a traveler and you're getting these reviews and rankings. What's the next natural step that you want to do as a consumer is you want to see, is it available and how much yeah. does it cost? That's the customer journey. Customer journey is I do research. I get mm -hmm. reviews and rankings. I then say, is this hotel available and how much does it cost? So what yeah. they started to do was they created then a text link of price and availability and they sent them to the Expedia site. They tested this. Okay. So they tested it long before calling Expedia. They just were sending shit to the Expedia <laughs> site. So then what they found was, okay, this is working. So what they reached out, they reached out to Expedia. And they said, hey, Expedia, we're sending traffic to your site. Will you pay for the traffic? And Expedia said, no, but we'll do revenue share. Okay. Yeah. What they settled on was clicks. And Expedia would spend 50 cents a click. Hey, Stephen, I want to interrupt ourselves. That's not proper grammar, but I, I did it anyway. There you go. <laughs> In lieu of our commercial this time, I thought maybe uh, you and I could just chat for a minute. Absolutely. Sounds great. Our goal with the Empire Builders podcast is to talk about business building strategies that have worked for people that started out small and became empires. We want to help you. If you're a business owner and you're listening to the Empire Builders podcast because you want to build your own empire, we've got a pretty sweet offer for you. And that is to just spend 90 minutes chatting with us. It's not a sales call on our part. It's a 90-minute session where beforehand you do a little bit of homework and give us some basic background information about your business. And then we get on a Zoom call and we learn a little bit more about you and we give you the very best advice we can give in a 90-minute session. And I'm going to say it is miles away from it. Like, like I hate these dog and pony sales calls where I'm great. Mm -hmm. I'm amazing. Here's samples of our work. You should hire us, which is part of the reason that makes us different is the fact that there is the scorecard and questionnaire that goes out that the owner sends back to us because it allows us to take a couple of days, do some research, put some thought and come with some solid recommendations. Cause it's my belief that if we can provide some good insights that somebody maybe more interested in hiring us. And certainly that's a way better experience than meeting with some sales guy who runs you through a dog and pony. It's lots of fun. It's great value. People get a recording of it. I highly recommend people take us up on the offer. Easy to find us. You're listening to our podcast. So find a way to request your 90 minute session with us. Looking forward to talking to you. Let's get back to the story. Back to the story. So in November, they did a free test. They said, well, let's do a free test. And they sent them 10,000 clicks. They signed up in December. In December, they sent them 20,000 clicks. Okay. And they called Expedia at the end of December, and basically the lead quality were good. Expedia said, lead quality is good. Send more, we'll buy more. So now they got a business model that makes money. Da, 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 da. Yeah. They now got a business model, <laughs> right? Which is create this site, has these reviews, tracks consumers, send it over to Expedia. But there's way more money to be made here. Now what they decide to do is you're going to bid for placement. So in other words, we're going to go out to all the other travel sites. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. Right? This is the wild west of the web back in those days. Yeah, plus what they also know is one consumer will click on both links. And so now they're making mm -hmm. more money per consumer. One point, they decide to let users write their own reviews because what TripAdvisor was doing at this point was going out, finding travel reviews, scraping the web for those and putting it on their, their site. So basically they were just okay. aggregating. And they suddenly decided, you know what, maybe we should let users write their own reviews. And the people in the company were split on it. Right. Because, you know, you have mm -hmm. no idea what somebody's going to write and not everybody's good writers. And, you know, some people can barely like there was a big split on that, but they decided to test it. And it turned out to be a great idea. And it turned All out right. what they found was visitors to the site skipped the professional reviews. They looked at the people reviews. Yeah. And it exploded. In March of 2002, they did their first month of profitability. They had a $70,000 month. And they are now a consumer brand. Okay. So they looked at it and said, you know what? We are now consumer facing. And what we now need to do is get more traffic to the website. And this is March right after September 11th? March 2002. So the next 2002. year. 2002. Yeah. But still half a year. Yes. Right. Travel got killed on that day. And now you've figured out the key to creating a travel focused site and making money. I mean, that's a pretty damn good pivot and and uh, success story in and of itself yeah and and steve when he's interviewed he will talk about how and, and he sort of says it guiltily because it was a terrible thing and it was very disruptive to the industry and really hard times but that event having that happen and a check that he thought was going to be like fifty thousand dollars show up and being 500 was the best thing ever happened because it forced all of this pivot there was no choice yeah Absolutely. And it was like, what the hell are we going to do? We need to do something dramatically different. So yes. And and he actually wonders, that didn't happen. They may never have done that. They may have continued to try to make that other business model work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes these events are the gifts, right? Yeah. But now what they realize is they're a consumer brands. So now what they need to do is drive more traffic to the website. Okay. And they looked at it and they said, look, what we're doing, somebody else can do. So we actually need to become big. We need to grow really fast here because we need to become unassailable. The only thing that's going to protect us in this, because anyone can do this, is by becoming the giant. And they had not been focused on building traffic. They had not been focusing on that. The traffic was sort of happening on its own. And they looked at it and they said, again, 2002, search engines was the key. This was the early and golden age of SEO. Mm -hmm. This was about content and SEO. And Look, it's way harder today. Anybody who tries to replicate a strategy from 2002, 2003 does not work today. <laughs> Again, they know that that was there. And they also know others were doing it at the time. So here was the cycle. Cycle was get more visitors, get more reviews, more reviews equals more visitors. What they realized was reviews was the key. Okay. So how do you work on building reviews? When someone does a review, you thank them. You pat them on mm -hmm. the back. You reinforce to them. You tell them how many people that review was helpful. So if you did a review at that time, they would reach out to you directly and go, David, thank you for the review. I want to let you know 260 people have read your review. And in fact, here's somebody who's commented on your review. And what does that do? Reinforces you to write another review. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. People like that, right? We like people saying thank you and look how many people you've helped. Yeah. 
Even if there's nothing in it for me. Yes. There's that affirmation. Yeah. So things start really going gangbusters for them because in 2003, they do 20 million in revenue. They go, man, Mm. we got something here. Let's go global. Let's become the number one in travel is the goal. But they also went, hold on a second. This would work in other verticals, wouldn't it? How about, I don't know, restaurants? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Because when you travel, you got to eat somewhere. How about, I don't know, guided tours? Sure. Got to do something. All of that stuff. All of that stuff. And what they realized was the key to even all of those other things was encourage reviews and thanking them was the best way. And that encouraged other travelers to thank them. Because I thank you. Now, a -hmm. traveler thanks you. And people want to feel like they're helping other travelers. Absolutely. In 2003, they're getting 10 million visitors a month, but they're still far from the top in terms of the travel space. So Mm -hmm. they said the magic ticket was to increase traffic by 10 times. So here's the part that's amazing. At this point, they have a choice to make. Do you become an agent because there's money in booking or do Mm -hmm. you do more of what's working? Mm Mm-hmm. There was a huge temptation in the business to become an agent. Yeah. But what they decided to do is, no, the key is do more of what works. And so they really commit themselves to increasing their traffic 10 times. And they're working hard at it. Around this time, Yahoo comes along to them to acquire them. And remember, at the time, Yahoo's this big (laughs) giant. And, And here's the irony. Two years ago, Yahoo laughed them out of their office. Like, right. like Steve talks about, it was actually, you know, big ego play. Two years ago, you guys kicked us out of your office and wanted to charge us. And now you're coming wanting to write us a big check to buy us. <laughs> yeah. And they enter in an exclusive negotiation. Here's another really important lesson, everyone. And I see this happen over and over again. I've done podcasts on this. Gary Bernier, one of our partners, did a training thing at the Wizard Academy around selling your business. Here's the number one mistake I see happen over and over and over again. Somebody's coming along and they're wanting to buy your business. And what do you do? Mm -hmm. You stop growing. You stop Mm. promoting your business. You stop growing because you know what? I'm going to be selling it. Well, here's what they did. They did not take their foot off the gas. So it's 2003, late 2003, Yahoo comes in to do the acquisition. January 2004, they have a massive spike in traffic. Yahoo does the thing that every acquirer does at the 11th hour. Now that we've done your due diligence, we think you're worth less. Here's how much we're prepared to offer. They go, <laughs> our traffic just shot up. We think we're now worth more. Yeah. They walk away from Yahoo. Okay. Big gulp. Walk away from Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Yahoo could become a competitor. But True. they're making money and they're growing, Right. And Google was becoming bigger because Google was gobbling up search. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the other problems that they have is these are not contracts. Price shifts and fluctuates day by day. This is a bid strategy. But what they also realized is that this was also at the day where clicks were cheap. They could start buying traffic. Mm. And what they also noticed was people would do multiple clicks. So they could buy traffic for a dime and sell it for 50 cents. Yeah. But the world also knew Yahoo was interested and walked away. And guess what happened? IAC, another big company in the space, approached them and came to them with life-changing money. Okay. So they sold the business for $210 million. And their biggest customer 
at this point was Expedia, who was also owned by IAC. Okay. And if you take a look at IAC, you know, they've done a couple of restructurings. You know, eventually Expedia became its own public company in all of these things. But at its core, TripAdvisor thinks of themselves as a media company. It's all about reviews. And 9-11 adversity really taught them a lot. And the key that has made them successful is if you think about it, they own the customer. They own the customer. And anytime you own the customer, you are in the power position. And when they face that key decision, do we become an agent? No, we got this thing that's working. Let's do more of that. Let's do everything we can to help the people that we set out to help. And that's the traveler. It's not helping the hotel. It's not helping the airline. It's helping the traveler. And so when you keep your eye on the customer, and in their case, even though the, the, the web world is weird about who's actually a customer, they knew that travelers were their thing. Right. right? And owning the travelers and, and being their spokesperson, their, their proxy, if you will. Yes. Right. So we, we've got to focus on that. Yes. And if we think about this, the origin of that lesson was his failed business. Because remember when his business failed, he said, the mistake I made is I didn't keep my eye on the market and I didn't Mm -hmm. actually know what my customer wanted. So September 11 happens. I'm looking at the market. I'm looking at my customer. Looking at the market. I'm looking at my customer. Now he pivoted in terms of who they viewed the customer as being. And then when they got things working, you know what we need to do is just do more of this. So what we need to do is find, we need to attract more people to our site that we can help. Yeah. And when they're selling their business, didn't take the foot off the gas. Yeah, yeah. Smart moves. Yeah. Some, some might say lucky moves, but, but I think a lot of smart stuff going on there. I think a lot of smart stuff going on there. Like, like lessons learned that he then, he then went out and uh, applied. I had a lot of admiration for the moves and the things that they did. I think, I think it was very thoughtful. I think a lot of lessons learned. And they did some really smart things. And the smartest one being, when Yahoo walked through the door, not taking the foot off the gas, yeah. continuing to build the business. Well, thank you for sharing the TripAdvisor story. I'm now looking for a place to go. Don't know where I'm going next. Check it out on TripAdvisor. I think it's what you need to do. I, I think that's the plan. <laughs> I think that's the plan. <laughs> All right, Dave, get out of town, man. <laughs> I'm packing my bags as we speak. Thank you, Stephen. All right, thanks, David. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the Empire Builders Podcast.com.